The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Raptors take it on the chin, 122 to 113, and a hum what are you gonna do? Welcome to the Hoop Ball Toronto Raptors podcast. I am here with Kieran Smythe. What's up, everybody? And Ben Harrison. Good evening, folks. And you can follow us on the podcast here at on Twitter and Instagram at Hoop Ball Raptors. That's at Hoop Ball Raptors. And Kieran, do you want to tell the people how they can find you on the interwebs? On Instagram, I'm at kdilla. 1981 and Twitter at K underscore Dilla. Ben, how can the people find you if they're looking for you? Yes, indeed. Uh, Twitter and Instagram, same thing. It's uh, at Benny and the Raps. Excellent. And if for some reason you want to see what I have to say, it's at Brendan Hodgins. <laughs> That's at Brendan Hodgins. Hodgins is H O D G I N S. And, of course, if you have a minute and like basketball, please head over to the mothership, hoop-ball.com. That's hoop-ball.com for DFS, fantasy, betting advice, and all things basketball. Hoop-ball.com. Well, guys, kind of what we expected happened here. But uh, first, I'd like to touch on the uh, you know some of the news from earlier in the day with Freddie Van Fleet and Bambury getting suspended. Now, I know I mentioned uh, when we were doing the last broadcast that that was a possibility. Mm-hmm. And it turns out, yeah, it's for leaving the bench. But uh, one thing that uh, I saw brought up and I thought was kind of funny, someone said, uh, well, you know what, at least Van Fleet had the... Uh, was it polite enough to put his mask on before he ran over and get involved? <laughs> yeah. Do we know if he would even have been back today? He might have still been. He out would not have. Yeah. yeah. So. so the the technicality. So Bembry served his for this game. Mm-hmm. Technically, Van Fleet won't serve his until he's healthy enough to play. I'll just lie and say he's ready to go one day, one, one game know. ahead of time. Yeah. I'm not sure how that works, but. Uh, like, I'm not sure if he gets cleared by a doctor or something and they tell the league that he's available. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah Or if yeah. they can just be like, yeah, he's fine. He's fine, trust us. Look at him. Yeah. Jumping around. <laughs> oh, did you see the way he ran over to help out, you know, um, Trent? He's good to go. Give him a suspension. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this game, Kieran, sort of went as, you know, this was expected and you got your wish here. The Raptors lose one that uh, helps them go towards, you know, getting that uh, lottery pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you see, you know, anything in particular for this game that you think needs to get talked about? Or is it pretty um, much just steady as she goes? Well, you know, it's it's like the last few games. It's always been sort of the story of a few individual accomplishments and highlights. No difference here. Um, not a great team game, but obviously... Um, Boucher was just ridiculous. Career game, 38 points, 19 rebounds. Couldn't get the the, the 40 20, but, uh, you know, yeah, that was amazing. Uh, and yeah, 19 rebounds. That's like half of what we normally rebound, almost half of our rebounds tonight. So um, still lost the rebound battle. Uh, Siakam had another, you know, pretty solid game. Uh, well, really nice game. He got a good 27 points this time. 
Um, <laughs> finally hit a three after missing, I think, what, 12 straight. Um, and only took two, which was nice. He wasn't forcing them up like a few other guys were. So, uh, you know, that was a good takeaway. Uh, I liked what I saw from Flynn early on making a lot of plays. I think he had six, uh, six assists in the first half, ended up with only eight and sort of disappeared at the end. Um, same with Trent. He wasn't much to be seen. OG was forcing up a lot of shots, ended up shooting under 30% from the field. So, you know, there was a lot of just kind of chaos. The defense wasn't gelling here and there, but, um, you know, Bain sort of slipped from his last two couple of decent games. It was an awful stat line for him, but just, you know, um, not what we can uh, or hope to expect from him. So, uh, yeah, overall, not a great game, but, you know, a couple of great games for two of our guys. Yeah, and just so people know, the Raptors were down to eight guys today because mm-hmm. of, uh, A, COVID protocols, and then injuries, and then Bembry being suspended. So that's why uh, the stat lines look a little funky and why guys played some interesting minutes. Ben, did you uh, take a picture of Boucher's stat line and send it to whoever you're playing this week? <laughs> that's right. Yeah, he's been uh, he's been kind of like the Raptors up and down all year. There were a few times I wanted to drop him, but did he ever come through tonight for the fantasy GMs? Very nice to see. Um, yeah, definitely going to uh, put a point on the win for me this week, I think, if all goes well. And then you can also um, take a picture of Siakams and send that over too. That's right. Yeah, I loaded up. I even thought of uh, picking up Malachi Flynn here for the <laughs> for a short little stretch, but we'll see if that happens. Um, yeah, not a bad game though. I mean, well, pretty awful, but I thought they did okay <laughs> considering, like you said, <laughs> they only had eight guys. Um, not a bad game for my two fantasy players, I should say. <laughs> well, I think we're at a point now where in like pretty awful games aren't that bad. It wasn't completely awful, so you know. Yeah. Yeah, we'll take it. Well, Kieran, kind of like what you yeah, said. Yeah, it's kind of like you said the other day. Like, um, I've kind of given up on, like, I'm no longer watching for wins and losses, right? Like, I'm just hoping to see some good things every night. Like, uh, hopefully some spunk out of the new guys, the young guys. Um, you know, it's fun to watch OG keep developing a little more on offense. Yeah. You know, these heavy doses of Malachi Flynn. Um, as much Gary Trent Jr. as we can see is great. But, uh, fortunately not tonight. Yeah, he was pretty bad tonight. Yeah. Yeah, not tonight. What did I see? He started off 0 for 5, didn't finish much better. Um, 1 for 7 from uh, 2, 1 for 7 from 3. Yeah, yeah, pretty rough uh, shooting night. And he had been pretty good. I think he was. Uh, he had 50-50 shooting splits coming into this one. Yeah. yeah. Um, as a Raptor, anyway. But... Um, so yeah, not a good, not a great game, but we did see a few nice things. Um, I did take a few funny notes of the pregame uh, prop bets that they had on this one, just to see if I could find some good stuff there. Um, so a few of the ones I put down: Aaron Baines uh, just to get double-digit rebounds is a ten-to-one bet, and that's pretty crazy coming from for a guy who's you know seven foot and supposed to be your starting center. Um, With enough minutes, he might compared to the yeah. Yeah, well, compared to the other side, Vucevic is favored to get 11.5 boards every game. Um, What else did I see? The highest over-under for a Raptors rebounder was Siakam, uh, was 7.5. Aaron Baines was only expected to get (laughs) 4.5 boards. And I don't think he got there. Yeah, Yeah. just under. And uh, the other one I put down for Kieran was Stanley Johnson, even with only eight players. 
Vegas pegged him at five and a half points on the night, and he actually paid off. He had seven. Oh, yeah. it hits the over. Yeah, he got a couple <laughs> couple field goals. Didn't take any threes. Um, he still there was a couple moments or a couple stretches where it was tough to watch him. He'd make like a nice defensive play, but then just totally, you know, I forget what it was. Uh, he bricked a bank shot and missed it. It was easy, like and one layup. He was you could see he was you know upset with himself, but um, yeah, it's. He's, yeah, I don't know. He just hasn't clicked, hasn't found an offensive rhythm. He's made a few nice defensive plays, but just on offense, just can't can't gel with the rest of the guys. So we'll see what happens with him. Well, there you go. Did you see uh, Utah having a perfect shooting night, three for three? Yeah. yeah. It is three and everything. I sure did. I also yeah, saw yeah. they pointed out. Did you know he was the uh, he's the number one selling jersey in Japan ahead of Steph Curry and LeBron James? <laughs> well, that's fair, I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess. Like um, what's his name? Yao Ming, Jeremy Lin, both in China were uh, were huge and huge for basketball down there too. So, same thing. You know, it's the national pride. So I can I I wouldn't doubt it. Or I mean, I obviously don't doubt it. I believe it. You know yeah, what I'd like to see is Aaron Baines the, the, the highest selling. Uh, is Aaron Baines the highest selling jersey in New Zealand? <laughs> it's a good oh, I'd say it's uh, Stephen Adams. He's a little bit better of a player. Oh yeah, that's fair enough. I, I was wondering how many countries it. we could get on the Raptors here. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I sincerely doubt Boucher is going to get the Canadian one, but it would be nice too. Yeah, no. Unfortunately, we got some beloved Americans on our team. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no, yeah, I did one see uh, G- Gary Trent showed up to the game in a uh, personalized Blue Jays jersey. He sure knows how to play to the crowd. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Okay. That was a nice one. I yeah. like that one. But, uh, you know, he's played inconsistent like the Blue Jays here today. So, makes some sense. Uh, yeah, like you were saying, Kieran, from before, too, the Raptors put up a lot of ill-advised threes in this game, uh, other than pretty much Siakam in Utah. But... That's one of those things, and because I, I remember thinking about this the last time we were talking about it, it's like, well, why are like the not most of these guys aren't you know natural three point shooters yeah. in comparison to like you see you know like a uh, Van Fleet or um, Lowry? But what I'm thinking that the key is here is they don't want to disrupt the offense. If this is what you normally do on offense, you don't want to change it up with a bunch of guys and have to change it back when you know the players that are supposed to be there get back. And it's also it like, what's the point of creating this whole new offense and trying to get everybody converted over to it in a short period of time if you're just going to have to convert everybody back? So I can understand why they're jacking up the threes, but obviously it's going to result in, you know, games like this where, you know, you shoot, what, 32% from three? Yeah. Which is actually a high lately. So True. Yeah, that's a scary point. But, you know, guys but, like Baines, yeah, I don't know why we have him shooting threes pretty much ever, you know. Like, if you just happen to be completely wide open. But uh, the only one I saw him hit today was um, called off for a foul or something, and he banked it in. It looked horrible. And it just, <laughs> I just don't know. If you take away his threes, he would have been three for four on the night, 75%. Like, do more of that. Be down low. Try to get those rebounds. You know, garbage points, pick and rolls anything post moves anything just do not like seeing him waiting on the perimeter and then getting yeah. four rebounds for us in a game i wonder if there's something to that like if he's being asked to do it 
just because it seems peculiar. Like, you're right. I don't understand why you have a guy that's seven feet tall standing on the perimeter when he is not a three-point shooter at all. Mm-hmm. Like he, it, the, and they just leave him open. Like, if he, when he's out there, no one guards him. Yeah. I wouldn't either. Yeah, that's what you do. You, we'll make sure no one else shoots. <clears throat> By all means, please take that shot. You know, prove us wrong. And the, uh, sometimes he will, the odd game. But, you know, roll those dice any day. Yeah, and you can. Yeah, it looks a lot like a pretty similar role to like Gasol had last year, right? When his uh, three-point shooting kind of started taking a downward trend. Yeah. Um, they just started like Raptors lined him up still like at the top of the uh, three-point arc there, but um, the teams just started leaving him open though. I guess the idea, you know, is always spacing, 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 and you know, bring drag the center as far away as you can from the paint, but. Um, yeah, it definitely doesn't work the same with Aaron Baines. Uh, he had an air ball, too, in the first quarter I put down there. But um, he had that one good year in Phoenix. That's the only time he's ever shot well from three. And, you know, um, it just hasn't translated this year. Yeah. Seems like but, the uh, there were, Yeah, yeah, there were some other scary numbers I saw um, through the first three quarters. You know, the important part of the game, uh, OG, Gary Trent, and Flynn were 7-37 from the floor at most of that was, you know, from three. So, yeah, not our best offensive game, that's for sure. Yeah, you could also see, uh, like, if you take a look at the stat line here, and I kind of noticed it when I was watching, I'm like, are there any assists happening in this game right now? Uh, now, yeah. some of that was, like, guys were, and, like, the number, why it was artificially low a little bit, the assist number in comparison. Um, I think what did it end up being here? Raptors ended up with 18 assists. Uh, versus 35 for Chicago. Some of that was, like, guys were getting wide-open threes after a bunch of passes and breaking them. So that's going to bring down the assist numbers a little bit. But Mm -hmm. say you hit five of those, you still only have the 23 assists. And again, that's just something that's going to happen when your two, uh, you know, your two two main facilitators are out. So I think um, Flynn did a reasonable job, though, um, all things considered, given where he is at in his career and everything, I think he did a pretty good job, especially early on, like I was saying, of uh, moving the ball around, getting some assists and getting the ball moving a bit. And then towards the second, second well, in the second half, we just kind of got pretty stagnant and then started to settle for a bit more, just shooting threes, contested threes or, you know, off balance trees, things like that. But uh, yeah, all things considered, you got eight, eight assists. Yeah, he did, uh, you know. He did all right for for replacing yep. that role. We just only had him. We don't have yeah, anyone exactly. coming off the bench to also do that. We don't have, you know, like we would have him coming off the bench or Van Vliet or backup Lowry. Um, so, yeah. yeah just you don't even have Bembry. Right. Yeah. So, with the, only the one, it was a painful watch. And you could see people like Ananobi, I found, really struggled with that, too, where he was just tried to make plays on his own, and it just wasn't happening for him. Yeah, it's yeah, one of those yeah. things, like, Ben, I, I think you might have noticed this as well. Uh, when you have guys like Siakam and Ananobi, whose first reaction is the drive to the net, kind of like on a straight line, it works once or twice, and then you kind of need to start being creative. Uh, did you, when you were watching, did you see kind of like them maybe pressing a little bit? Like, it worked for Siakam a little bit more because he kind of has that quick move, but... Did you see Ananobi maybe yeah. pressing a little bit? Well, Ananobi definitely was pressing. Um, at the start, it kind of looked like he was going to 
you know, take advantage of all the guys being out and have like a Kobe game, take 35 shots. Um, what did he do in the first half? He was, uh, what, I think 4 or 13 just in the first. Um, so he was playing pretty ugly ball. But, yeah, you're right. They do a lot of that uh, that drive and kick type offense, um, but it's just not connecting right now. Like they do that thing where they go hard at the rim and then they jump up, try and turn around and throw a pass to a guy. Yeah. But it's not Kyle Lowry or Fred Van Fleet out there. It's, uh, you know, Utah Watanabe and Stanley Johnson, and they just – don't know exactly where they're going to be, right? It's not the same, uh, not the same chemistry. So I get frustrated yeah, when it looks like yeah. they're 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 looking for that. It's like you took your two steps to drive in, knowing that you're yeah, not going to go. You can see it coming a mile. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to yeah. pretend to drive and then immediately kick it out, no matter what happens. And then once when you start to telegraph that, that's when they start getting picked yeah. off, or you can't make good passes. They're not going to get a good catch, but they're still going to chuck up an ugly three. So. Um, it gets pretty dangerous playing that that style. Yeah, like it'll work yeah, for a minute. Yeah, like no if you're kidding. hitting your shots from three, which sometimes like it happened the other day, like you know, especially against Denver that one game, the guys are hitting their shots, so it looks like this great offense. Yeah. But if you you know if you if you're missing them at first and you don't like the, they need something like a pick and roll or guys coming down the baseline when you're driving just somebody else going towards the net it always just seems like it's one guy goes towards the net and four guys stand around the outside and just wait to see who's going to get passed to well if we're going to talk about potential signings and whatnot that might uh solve a little bit of that problem with uh birch there yeah no that's fair mm-hmm. enough uh kim birch is expected to sign with the Raptors after being waived by the Magic. He could still technically get claimed by somebody. He is an unrestricted free agent next year, but a young guy, and uh, he's actually could be used by a lot of teams. Um, not not a generally a high usage guy, but he was coming from a team where you know had Vooch, Gordon, Fournier at the time, a lot of uh, players that you know take up you know a lot of usage space. Mm-hmm. Uh, was what f- average five points and five rebounds for his career, but again, he, the rebounds he wasn't expected to do as much because he's playing beside a guy like Vooch and a guy like uh, Aaron Gordon there, who were high rebound guys. So, Ben, do you know anything about uh, Kem Birch here? I mean, I can't pretend I watched all his college tape or anything like that, but. Uh... <laughs> Uh, the little bit I do know, I saw some of the Orlando fans were a little surprised at the move because uh, he came in right after the trade deadline and started a handful of games for them. And I th- believe he looked pretty good, like he was you know, putting up double-doubles um, before they moved over to, um, what's his name, uh, Wendell Carter Jr. after the trade um, and gave him the starting spot. So that's the little bit I do know. I mean, he's exactly what we need, right? Just a guy who can get boards and keep it simple on offense and, yeah, spend a little more time, I don't know, diving at the rim, like you said. Um, so hopefully, yeah, he clears waivers and we bring him in, you know, all hands on deck. Yeah, like you like saw tonight, strong we guy. can't play with eight guys. He, um, I just yeah. hope we don't try to get him to start, well, not start, but to shoot threes because he's not a three-point shooter. I hope we don't try to, you know, force that on him too. Like, let yeah. him be that guy. If Baines is going to be out there, but I think that'll be good if we can get him. Um, push Bouger a little bit more to the four and then have, you know, yeah. a bigger, stronger center, even if it's Baines or um, Birch, <clears throat> and just let, yeah, Boucher be more of a power forward, which will be, I think, better for him. And, uh, yeah, let our big guys play like big guys. 
Yeah, I believe he didn't attempt a three in his first two years. So I don't think they're going to be Perfect. forcing him to do too many of that. That's our man right there. Yeah. <laughs> and I think he attempted 0.73s per game like last year. So he's not a, he's not known for it. He's four for 21 this season on uh, shooting corner threes, I guess, has become a sort of thing they're trying to work work into his game. But yeah, I'd be okay yeah. if we just forget about all that. You can all these. We got plenty of rebounding opportunities for you with all the threes. We the rest of the team shoots and get those. Yeah, and I think part of the reason why in Orlando he was a bit expendable. Uh, there was this whole thing about it, but is that with bringing in Wendell Carter Jr. and uh, I believe management likes Mo Bamba a lot, but mm. there was oh, some course, things yeah. with the coach. The coach was refusing to play him because he liked Kem Birch, and so I think it was kind of like a. Uh, Right. We're forcing your hand to do what we want here. Yeah, yeah. Um, on top of that, but like, the main thing I also remember Magic fans being really upset. Well, why didn't we trade him at the trade deadline? It was because of the way the moving pieces worked. They wouldn't be able to have enough guys dressed, so they couldn't do another trade and not get back a player. Mm-hmm. And people they wanted picks; they didn't want players. So right. Yeah. So the GM did the uh, the Brad Pitt move there from Moneyball, right? Just got Pretty rid much, of the guy. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> what did you think? Uh, what did you guys think of that Chicago team, like that new look team after they loaded up? I was pretty unimpressed, to be honest. Like, um, they, they took a really, really big swing there, and it does not look like a team that's ready to contend. I don't think. But. No, I mean they looked they looked fine. You know, like they looked like they were starting to gel a bit more. But yeah, like I don't see. I don't see how they're getting past any of the heavy hitters in the league. So no, yeah, part of no. it, I I definitely agree that it's going to be difficult for them to overtake some of those big guys. But part of this game, you could tell at one point, like they weren't ready coming right off the hop. The Raptors took you know pretty quick lead there, but they were able to break that lead pretty quickly. And then once they you know got up to a steady enough lead, I think they just took their uh, you know foot off the gas. Well, it was the um, it was the young guys that kind of um, I'm always looking forward to them. Like you've heard so much about their young core there with Markinen and Kobe White and Sadaransky and yeah, they just none of them really jumped off the page for me. I don't know. I was expecting a lot more, I guess. Well, part of that is Levine hasn't uh, like I don't apparently since the uh, the All Star break he has not been the same player. So I'd be interested to see. Uh, how he uh, progresses over the next, uh, you know, I think they have 20 games left or 20-some-odd games, so could be interesting. Yeah, 20 for us as well after tonight. Yeah, and I think that the only conceivable way that the Raptors can overtake the Bulls for 10th at this point uh, would be to go like something like 13-7 and seven in those games. So, uh, Kieran, I think the tank might officially be on for you, buddy. Yeah, um, <laughs> as long as it, you know, it is and we don't start winning winning games and then like ending up in obscurity or you know the best of the worst teams in the league that don't make it to the play-in so um yeah i think we should definitely like even you know when we get lowry and van vliet back don't overuse them you know let these other guys do their thing like we've been saying for a little while and uh yeah i don't think there's a need for seeing you know 38 minutes for lowry or van vliet or anything like that for the rest of this season let them play obviously and you know make some good games out of these things but uh i think yeah if, if we're gonna win i think we should win with our you know b squad and 
yeah, not try to, you know, put the best lineup out there all the time. Just try some different mixes and see what happens and how it works. Yeah, that's fair enough. You know, like you were saying, at this point in the season, it's time to see what we have in, uh, for future pieces, right? Like, mm-hmm. we're going to want to see what... Uh, what what Flynn uh, can do when he's going to be the main guy because at some point in his career that's what you know you drafted him to do yeah and then also uh, Gary Trent Jr. are we going to be making an offer at the end of the season so um well I think it's time we take a look at the rest of the week here as we know we have at least you know they have the two more games um I'm to understand Gillespie should be available for Saturday's game whether or not they're really going to play him yeah yeah that's a whole other thing, and there's an off chance that Cam Birch, but I don't think he'll be available for Saturday's game. Uh, Saturday's at Cleveland, another team that is in full tank mode, so this will be a battle of the tank modes again, mm-hmm. uh, assuming Toronto goes into that. Uh, Trent better not hit any buzzer beaters this game, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll tell the refs to call it this time, Kieran. Yeah, yeah. No more letting that stuff go at the end of the game. It's not the playoffs. Yeah. And then uh, playing the Knicks, who are you know squarely in the playoff ma- uh, lineup or yeah, playoffs at this point, you know, with the eight p.m. game there on Sunday. Uh, ben, is anything coming up that you specifically want to see uh, in these next two games? Uh, well, we'll see if OG Ananobi choke slams another guy on uh, Cleveland. <laughs> that, that last game got pretty, uh, got a little rough. Uh, I remember a couple of weeks ago. So, uh, I don't know. That'd be something to watch. Uh, <laughs> uh, not too much. It's like we said, you know, just keep looking for some bright spots out of the young guys. Uh, definitely like to see a, a better game out of uh, Gary Trent Jr. Uh, coming off this one, hopefully he can get right back to it, put up 20, 25 points. Uh, that'd be nice. Same thing with Chris Boucher, really. Like, uh, if we could see him have two games in a row, you know, that'd be, uh, that'd be something special, so. Yeah, maybe not, you know, 38 and 19, but it would be nice to see some consistency there. I'll take a double double. Yeah, instead of like, Yeah, yeah, instead of like 7 and 4 again like we've seen, you know, some yeah. nights after he has a good one. Like a yeah, regular like double double. There still won't be a bunch of the guys back, so he should get a, you know, a little bit of usage in there. Mm-hmm. Um anyways, yeah, that's kind of what we have to look forward to for the rest of the week. Not too much that you know needs to be addressed or looked at with the team you know other than the stuff that we've already harped on so yeah just get people back to being healthy and yeah and and you could tell like that was something with Ananobi as well it's like these guys that are you know you know Siakam seems to have refound his game a little bit but it was you know you saw for with Van Fleet before he went down hurt and with uh, OG they still haven't quite gotten you know full wind and full legs back so let's just focus on getting healthy and you know progress into the end of the season here yeah. uh Anyways, thank you, everybody, for listening here today. As usual, I am here with Kieran Smythe. We'll see you soon. And Ben Harrison. Have a great evening. And we hope you all have a lovely weekend. As always, we love you, B, and have a good night slash good morning, depending on when you're listening to this. Cheers. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.